You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into the Hump Day edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you want to get in on the show with us this morning. The X accounts at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1. Our email address for our show. Very easy. If you know our names, you know the email. Wimp and Barry at Yahoo.com. So shoot us an email. Uh, you know, if you want to advertise with us, you can shoot us an email there. We'll be happy to come out and visit with you. We picked up a great new sponsor in Bryant Bank, and uh, we'll start advertising uh, for those guys. Uh, we'll start now, but uh, really get going with it in, on February 1st. So we appreciate Bryant Bank getting on board uh, with inside the locker room. Also down the tide, low the tide, 100.9 app to your smartphone. And you can take us with you anywhere you go. It's that time of year again. The honeydew list is growing and the projects are adding up. The time is right to build that new fence deck pergola you've been dreaming about. And there's no better product than Yellowwood brand, pressure treated pine. Yellowwood offers the best protection against rot, fungal decay, and termite attacks. So know your project will last for years to come. Head on down to your local dealer. And remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want to. We got Justin behind the glass uh, this morning. It'll be a fun show. Jay Sewell will join us at uh, seven thirty. Jay's always a outstanding guest. I know he was on with Gary, but uh, we uh, Jay's a hot guy right now uh, with Nick Dunlap and his golf programs. We look forward to visiting with Jay. And then the second hour, we'll talk Auburn Tigers. Auburn takes on Alabama tonight, and we'll have Bill Cameron in the show with us this morning. We always enjoy. Having Bill. Good morning, Dad. Uh, how are you? How you doing? I appreciate y'all coming last oh, night. Oh yeah. I, I, uh, first of all, part of this show is mine. I got. I put it together, and so I'll say what I want to. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I will. And uh, I thought uh, uh, Bears basketball team out played outstanding last night to beat Paul uh, Paul Bryant uh, High School and a heck of a win. Actually, they shot it well. Uh, they played together well. They played smart. Uh, when they when they had the lead and, and protected the basketball, um, I'll, everybody always talks about the kids, and I'll talk about my grandkid, who I think is a, about as fine a person as you will ever find anywhere in this earth. Uh, scored some and rebounded, and uh, going to Auburn on baseball scholarship, and I'm proud of him, and I'm proud of their team. Bears they played great last night. I mean, terrific in a full house and. Only had one problem, and I've never happened. This never, and I'm I'm not I'm not any stupid. For whatever reason, even though I had my hand to well, almost, I couldn't find my cotton picking car. Oh boy! Yeah, I couldn't find it. You weren't so clicking it, the clicker. Oh no, no, I clicked the clicker. Certainly, I clicked. I, I mean, How I about it was two amazing things happened last night. 
right before the game, all of a sudden the guy's walking down there and it's Mike Norholtz. Is that my yeah. game? And I said, well, that's right down there. He said, yeah, I see. And so did, obviously you didn't know. Oh, Mike yeah, with, oh my, yeah, no, you didn't know Mike Norholtz is one of the great, <laughs> one of the great players in the history of Alabama basketball. I, and, uh, he's coming to the game with me tonight. And, um, I was so proud to see him. I worked so hard to get him. And uh, what a player he was. And I know you got to have a lot of age. You don't need to remember Mike, but 50-something 50, 50 points in one game. And what a player he was. He was absolutely terrific and a great person. To yeah. Play. And also, uh, what a thrill I had after the game. I come out after the game. And my high school coach, Coach Roby Butler, was at the game. Uh, he's standing down there. He was coach, he and Coach Sanders coached the Central and, and our security guy at Central. And I went to school with Jerome Elliott. They were at the game and I got to hug both of those guys and see those guys after I hadn't seen them and I couldn't even t- tell you when. So for Coach Butler, and Jerome to be there last night, uh, that was ice to see him. Man, it, uh, it meant the world to me that he was there, but just so many great memories and he was laughing. He was looking at Jack. Point Jack said, when none of you Sanderson's ever that big, why couldn't I get one that big? <laughs> so I thought that, I thought that was, uh, that was awesome. So appreciate yeah, if Coach great. Butler said, well, you got to get home, man. You got to, your daddy got to get ready for your show tomorrow. So I think he does listen and, uh, I just got a message from Tommy Ford. Tommy's been, yeah, Tommy's trying, the same. Yeah, been Tommy trying to come uh, watch his play, and he was worried it was going to be a sellout. And actually, the funny thing is, Comer, his girlfriend, couldn't get in. It was sold out. So it, the, the boyfriend uh, was in. The girlfriend, and me. girlfriend could not get in last night. So, <laughs> so anyway. Um, well, uh, the, all of that is absolutely great, and I had a great night. And uh, tonight uh, should be a great basketball game. Alabama and Auburn are both very, very good. Uh, both of them are well coached, have good players, uh, be a tough game. Uh, always the home team has a little bit of an advantage. Maybe I don't even know what the line anything about it is, but it should be a terrific game. Last night, um, I can't, I told all of our listeners that Kentucky did not shoot good threes very often, that I was, had been disappointed in the way they've been shooting. They didn't defend anybody last night at all. And, uh, they absolutely did not. And South Carolina, they come into South Carolina as a game that I thought probably Kentucky could win or would win. And um, they did everything right. Uh, South Carolina did. They were absolutely terrific. 11 for 24 from the three-point line. Kentucky had four for 13. Mickey Johnson's a really good player. And it's a huge win for for South Carolina. Seventy-nine, sixty-two. They absolutely killed the Cats. And then after that, uh, I don't know what happened in this particular game, but A&M gets by Missouri. I don't know. A&M, A&M goes to the line 37 times. Mm-hmm. 37 times, I think it was. And Missouri goes, I think, they make, I think they make seven free throws. And, uh, and, uh, A&M made 27 out of 37. Absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, those two games are over with one home team. One, one home team lost, and I keep up with that. We'll, we'll know what happens uh, after after tonight. Now, tonight at 6.30, Alabama will play Auburn in, in, uh, in, a, in a tough basketball game on ESPN. LSU opens up at uh, 6.30 as well. Actually, it's uh, 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 at 5.30 for, for LSU and Georgia. And the SEC Network and Alabama and Auburn at 6.30 on ESPN. 
followed by Mississippi State and Florida. Uh, will be a 7.30 game. And then the 8 o'clock game will be Arkansas at Ole Miss. Arkansas is struggling like crazy. They've, they've lost that team. And Ole Miss uh, could could very possibly beat them. Ryan Williams, uh, the, the stud um, player, has uh, canceled his visit to Texas. Uh, Will Rogers, who went to Washington and thought he might stay at Washington, uh, might leave Washington, decided to stay there. Uh, so that's that. Uh, she, uh, other games, Texas uh, beat Oklahoma. Portal Mosier used to work for me. Uh, Purdue beat Michigan, and uh, and UAB got beat 76-70 against Charlotte. Um, uh, let's see. I, here's something that Barry will like, and I like it too. C.J. Stroud paid back the University of uh, Ohio State. They have platinum platinum donors of fifty thousand to a hundred thousand, and he gave back to to Ohio State. So I thought that was the. I think that's news. I think that's great news for a kid to do that. So that that was a big deal. Um. I guess the, the saddest thing for me was um, that uh, Aga, the Georgia dog, Bulldog, Aga. 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 Uh, lost his life. He died. He died in his sleep. Uh, that's the reason the last dog I got, which named Sam, is was a year old because I know I'm going to kick the bucket before he does. And I don't want to. I can't. I can't handle my dogs dying. So anyway, that's about it. Uh, look forward to the game tonight. We'll have a report on it tomorrow. I'm going to go and Mike Nordhost is going to sit with me and what a player he was. And I look forward to that game. Yeah, I told those guys, uh, that coached with me when he walked in. I said, that guy right there? He scored 50. And they were laughing. I said, yeah, you don't think he scored 50, did you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so. uh, actually, tonight, uh, odds makers have Alabama as a three and a half point favorite. Okay. Are you surprised? Uh, no, home, home field, home court advantage is a, is a point and a half, I guess. I would say or two points, um, maybe a little bit higher than I thought. But uh, it, it's it, it'll be a battle because certainly you're going to get you're going to really get the uh, enthusiasm of the crowd, and you're going to get where you play a little bit better at home because of the encouragement that you get. And um, so Alabama's got a good team. Auburn does too, and it should be a should be a heck of a basketball game. Yeah, I just uh, know you do the lines on the games tonight. Georgia's yeah. a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, that seems low. Uh, LSU there. Uh, Florida is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So these lines are really low. And then Ole Miss is a six-and-a-half-point favorite against a struggling Arkansas team. Boy. But uh, we'll see if they can get it together. All right, we'll go ahead and take this break. We'll come back. I'm going to give you a little breaking news uh, that I think – I don't, it's not fact. It's uh, something that I'm hearing swirling around. And so since you're making predictions, I'm going to make my prediction when we get back, and we'll see if it comes true. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sports. Tide 100.9 Traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the towns of Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up what fortunately looks to be a pretty minor accident. This has occurred along Highway 11 near Damler Bends Boulevard. Doesn't appear to be any road blockage and no heavy backup through the area, but just a spot to be aware of there. If you're traveling 2059 from Foster's to Cottondale or Lurling Wallace, McFarland Boulevard as well, no big problems along the way. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. 
Good morning. This is the Town Square Media Newsroom. I'm Mary Kay. And temperatures are shaping up to become 50 degrees warmer than they were just a few days ago. And also, Alabamians should be prepared for the rain to return, which could become heavy this afternoon through Thursday evening. There is a risk of level 2 to 3 out of 4 for flash flooding for portions of Alabama where a flood watch is in place. And when you log on to TuscaloosaThread.com, you can learn how Alabama softball is gearing up for 2024. Plus, find out more about Alabama men's basketball taking on Auburn tonight. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Flash flood watch is in effect. Cloudy with rain today and tonight. Maybe some thunderstorms around as well. The high today, 66. The low tonight, 62. Rain tomorrow with a high at 68. Friday, a chance of rain mainly during the morning. The high, 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 61 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama fans are all over the world, and we are too. Download the Tide 100.9 app right now in the App Store and Google Play, and take the Crimson Tide everywhere you go. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern Wood. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer that is closest to you. All right, my sources, I've been telling y'all, Justin, that I thought that Ryan Williams was a must-get. My sources tell me he will commit today. We'll see if my sources are right. I hear he will. He's canceled the Texas visit. I believe he was at our game last night uh, with Mbakwe. Uh, we had uh, Wilkin Formby was there, and I didn't talk to those guys. But uh, my sources tell me he's going to commit today. If that's happened, that would be huge, right, for Alabama. That would be incredibly huge. <laughs> I'm wondering if you heard, though, as well, just on an additional note, that Kirby Smart apparently was at the Tuscaloosa County. He game. was. I don't know who he was he was. He was over at County High watching them lose, and they were bragging about how hard they played or something. So, anyway, um, not real happy with County High. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom in. Good morning, Tom. Very good yeah. gracious this morning. <laughs> I mean, you go and you beat Bryant, then you come in, and you're the uh, guy on the spot with big recruiting news. <laughs> no, that's just... New that's, spot, that's, new that's, sponsors coming on. I mean... Can we stand prosperity or what? No, that's this is a dad prediction. Now you know he threw it out there about Saban, and it came true. We'll see if mine. Comes I got true. it. Yeah. I got. I love y'all for it. I like your courage. Yeah, and uh, I admire both of you for it. But can I? Do y'all care if I brag on Jack just for a minute? No, go ahead. No, you know I don't mind. <laughs> Yeah, I, and, and you should be proud of him, Coach, because I tell you what, first of all, he's a beautiful child, I think, and uh, and I don't mean that in a ugly way, just a pretty child. And uh, 
But, you know, the thing that I, I admire about Jack, that I like about Jack, is, is how he was with his teammates. And what a great teammate that Jack appeared to be in my observations of it. And I really think that's huge. I, to me, of all the characteristics that a player can be good at what they do and all like that, but when they're a great teammate to me, that's the biggest quality or best quality of an athlete. So, Barry, congratulations on a wonderful child, in my opinion. Yes, I, uh, Tom, I appreciate it. He is, uh, I mean, I know you always brag on your own children, but, uh, he is a, a really good young man. He always thinking of people. He's very, been very easy to raise, never give me any problems. So, uh, I pre- and he, he, I lo- tell you what, he Auburn, loves, Auburn is teammates. so fortunate, yeah. so. is so fortunate to have that quality of a child or character. Uh, child uh, to join their program. But uh, you're going to fall out when I say this. You know their number one recruit, the Sanders kid? Jackson, yes. Uh, listen to this. His grandparents are from Aliceville. Really? Yeah. They were born and grew I mean, his granddaddy is uh, an executive with, uh, uh, he's retired now, but he was an executive. We grew up together here. I didn't realize who we was talking about until I run into him. I went, Oh my God, you're kidding me. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to be a freaking Auburn fan during uh, baseball season. I got two down there now. <laughs> yeah. Jackson Sanders, uh, if he, hope, if he, hopefully he goes to college. Uh, he might not be ever make it to college, uh, but we'll, but he, yeah. uh, he loves yeah. Auburn, so we'll see what happens there with him. Yeah. They, uh, they are such good people. And, and uh, and, and I'll tell you what, Auburn, if, if both of them end up at Auburn, uh, uh, at the same time, the Auburn is fortunate to have that high caliber character. Uh, uh, Jack's been lucky. His new coach, uh, Coach Bell, uh, at Brookwood, Coach Brandon Johnson. And Brandon was the guy who closed out for Ole Miss in the National yeah, Championship. Yeah, I remember Brandon being on the radio. Yeah, so Brandon and Jack, it's Jack's throwing partner. They throw together every day. And well, you talk about a good kid now. Brandon Johnson, and he's amazing with pitchers. Uh, so Brandon was there last night. Uh, he and Jack are side by side every afternoon throwing together. And Brandon's been huge right. for Jack, so. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. That is fantastic. Uh, but I called in. I wanted to ask y'all, can I put y'all on the spot this morning? Sure. You know, the game tonight is a huge game for Alabama. It's bigger for Alabama than it is Auburn, in my opinion, uh, for, for what is going to be going forward. And uh, resume and all that kind of stuff. Alabama needs a, a win in that. I guess it's quad one. Is that the way you say it? And... uh and if they could get it, it would help them, I do believe. But, uh, you know, when I look at this, and don't scream at me, but I, I want y'all to answer this if you can. I think Auburn, and I love Coach Oates, don't get me wrong, but I think Auburn has the advantage in coaching. Hmm. Yeah, do you think Auburn has the – I don't know. I don't – No, I, I don't know they do. I, I, I think uh... – I think publicity wise, they, they, you know, you hear about that. I think they're, uh, they're, they're, um, over the years have been better defensively than that, than Alabama has. Um, and the offense is, you know, toss up, whatever. I, I don't, I don't think coaching wise, I think they both, you know, prepare really well. And the kids have to play, the kids that they've recruited they have to play well. 
in order to win the game. And sometimes you have recruited a good player. He didn't play as well for whatever reason. But uh, I don't know that I, – I just don't really think that either one out coach each other personally. But that's just me. <laughs> I got you. I, mean, I, 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 just, and I think Bruce Pearl's an excellent coach. Don't get me wrong. I do too. And I think they run two kind of different systems. Uh, they do – Bruce Pearl's team shoot the three, but uh, they kind of – they open up the court as well, uh, and, and I think they both do a good job. So uh, it'll come down to the players executing, and hopefully the home yep. court will make a difference tonight. I think the home court's big. Thanks, big. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. All right, back to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. Get Philip in. Good morning, Philip. Hey, morning. Oh, how you doing? Good. good. Hey, Barry, y'all building something special at Northridge, and uh, I think that's just fantastic. I'm happy for y'all. Well, I got a really good group of seniors, um, and they uh, yeah. We need to mention that because those other kids on that team play hard, play well, got good, got good backgrounds, and so forth. We need to mention those. Yeah, guys, we got we got amazing kids on the team. Uh, when I first got the job, I met with the seniors, and then I told them last night before the game all their hard work and how well they played. That's why we had a crowd like that. I had nothing to do with that mm-hmm. because of how good they play. Uh, that game sold out, and and Paul Bryant is really good. Sean Peck loves amazing coach uh, yeah, over there. Mm-hmm. He's taken that team to the Final Four uh, last year. He was a great player. Uh, he's a great person, a great coach, and so it's uh, it's a tough area here with Central, uh, who we play tonight, and Scott Ooh. Scott. Uh, does a great job over at Hillcrest, and so it's a it's a heck of an area. Uh, there ain't no nights yeah. off in this area, so. Hey y'all, I'm I'm kind of looking this this game tonight. I, I think it could go either way, but I, I'm sort of thinking this might be one of those sixty-five to sixty-one type games. I think it may be relatively close to the best type uh, game. Um, you know, a little running, but I think Alabama's going to try to slow it up. Actually, I, I don't think we can. I don't think Alabama can run with their big men. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I don't think that I think Alabama's going to play at the pace that they play the best, and that that pace is to to defensive board and get the ball out and get cheap baskets. And then if you mm-hmm. if you if you cover the goal, this is where I think maybe a lot of people don't understand. If you cover the goal and do a good job of stopping the layup shot on their fast break, that's when the threes come into play, uh, into play. You've got to you've got mm-hmm. to cover the goal, and you got to ret- you got to get back in what we used to call contest. You got to get and contest mm-hmm. the shoot. I don't I don't I don't know that I agree with you on that one. I think it'll be mm-hmm. full speed. I could be I could be dead wrong. You could be dead right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> right, I know, I know it, Coach. It's just, but Cardwell, the way he's moving right now, I've never seen him move like he's moved. He was really fluid the other day, and and they demolished Ole Miss, but uh, he's really. He's really playing good, and, and um, yeah. you know, Alabama does have to be alert for the for the uh, outlet pass and getting down the court. I hope that Alabama will be on the ball on that because that's going to be a real key to the game. But uh, Barry, if I could, if I could back up for just a sec, did you did you say that Ryan Williams was at the game last night? It's supposed to be. I think he was. Now, it was packed in there, and they told me he was going to be there uh, last night. Now, he was there the other night. He was at the Hillcrest uh, Bryant game the other on Friday night. So 
Oh, he won it. He won the true game not, the other night. Not, well, last night I think he was supposed to be there. I, I don't know if he if he you know the game got going. I don't know if he, they told me he was coming. Uh, a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Well, one of their mm-hmm. hey, there's a kid. There's two kids that go to Northridge. Uh, the place kicker and the punter both committed to Alabama, and one of them came over and said, "Hey, you know, Ryan's going to be here tonight." So, oh wow, good. I'm glad he's coming to watch oh. his play. <laughs> so, anyway. well, you know, this, um, you know, your sources. I don't, uh, I, golly, man, that that would be really, really big for Coach DeBoer and that staff to be able to to get a commitment from this guy yeah. early yeah. before signing. Day well, I've been saying they need some positive news, and that would certainly be they it. Do. Yeah. They do. And I think the portal actually ends on signing day. Hmm. I think you can the sign right. You can sign what, February eighth? Is that right? When is it when is the signing date? Um I have to look. Yeah, I'll I look think it, it up. Yeah. I think it may be the eighth. So it'd be a day before the portal ends. Yeah. Um but man, um Barry, I'll be I'll be watching for that tonight, man. Yeah, if it happens, give me credit. Oh, I'm going to give you credit. I'm going to probably <laughs> cook you a steak. <laughs> Thank you, Philip. we got to get to Coach Sewell. All right. Uh, Royal Cleaners, they want to make your life easy for you. They'll come right to you, pick up all the cleaning. They'll get it cleaned up and deliver it right back. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road, for all your cleaning needs, there's only one choice in this community, and that's Royal, 205 391 Three, four. We'll get to Coach Jay Sewell next. I'm sure he's been a busy man, but he's going to give us a little bit of time this morning. That's the Tide 100.9 SE home of Alabama sports. Free. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry, only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure to your pine from Great Southern. Going to build the five-star backyard. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that is closest to you. All right, this has been a busy man. Uh, he was out uh, on the West Coast, uh, I guess, on Sunday night. So not sure exactly when Coach Sewell. Uh, he hadn't gotten back when I texted him. Yeah, well, he's uh, I probably looked at the phone, saw your number popping up. He's like, oh, my God. Well, he knows I like that. He, he knows I'm smart. Yeah, so good morning, Coach. Uh, I know. What did you say when you saw his number flashed up? You're like, good Lord. Oh, <laughs> my this God. Guy want? <laughs> yes, hey, God, I love you. you. Coach, I love being on your show. I want to tell you this. Uh, my wife laughs at me and gets something because I tear up on things like sporting things that happen. And you made me tear up. Your golf program and you made me tear up twice. Your reaction when Nick Dunlap made that putt, uh, I had tears in my eyes. And then more tears when I saw the van and the players that you have on there, uh, it gave me chills because that's, you know, golf is an individual thing. You understand all that. But for his team to react like that, I literally, and it shows the culture that you have built. There's a lot of jealousy. Uh, in this world. So uh, congratulations to you on building such a great culture that I was tearing up uh, on Sunday watching your guys celebrate on that van. Man, that's got, that was amazing stuff. Well, you're kind, Barry. Um, you're in, I, I totally agree. I, I cried like a baby when I was showed, when they showed, somebody showed that to me during his press conference. Um, 
I was two proud moments as a coach watching Nick get to do what he did. And I actually thought I was in obscurity. I'd moved into a private place where I could just watch it. And I, I don't know. I, I didn't think anybody would ever see that. <laughs> so that was, that was just pure joy. Uh, but that was, I enjoyed that. And then when I got to see the video, you know, as a coach, you're building a team. You yes. know, that I think it's one of the, yeah. I think it's one of the things that I love the most about our job. And, you know, the years that are good are the years that we build a team. And, you know, I don't necessarily mean if you win or not, you know, we're supposed to win. And so I get all that too. But building a team is the years that I think as a coach, you're the most satisfied. And this team loves each other. And when I saw that, I cried. And that video went viral because I think you're right. We live in a jaded kind of world right now. And everybody's kind of, Give me mine, give me mine, give me mine, and, and um, it was—I I thought it was refreshing too, for not just from an Alabama point of view, but just from a college sports point of view. You know, in a little obscure sport that, they, that, that shows how much guys really do and teams do care for each other if, if it's if it's done right. And I thought the guys were amazing, yeah. and that's a credit to the guys because. That, that, that's not coaching most of the time. That's always the player buying into each other and wanting to well, climb the, you know, the mountain together. Yeah. Well, he's not only personally a great player, but I thought the press conference was very, very good. It was down to earth. Uh, it, it wasn't me, 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 me. It was just answering some of those silly questions. You know, when they gave you those, what was your thinking? Where's me out on those kind of questions? What were your thinking? My thinking was to, my thinking was to make the cotton picking thing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, but I, I just thought he handled himself so well, um, you know. And to, and to think that that second shot into the into the last gr- to to win it uh, was not an easy shot. I know he got a good break when it crammed off the off that top a little bit. Maybe he hit that guy on the foot or something. But that chip was a booger bear chip. I don't think he I don't think he hit that chip was with, with a with a sandwich. I think he ran it with something. Is that right? Yeah. Well. I think it was just a, 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 it may have been a slipped under 56 degree. I, I didn't ask him okay. what it was. It's what we do okay. practice, but you don't think, you know, don't think that's probably his, that, that, that was another proud moment there. Yeah. That's, you know, that was probably his least talent is chipping. Um, yeah. he's known that and he's worked tremendously hard at it and we've worked at getting on that. And so you get to see that. And so I told him, I said, there's no better way for me to think that you could win and get up and, you know, have a tough up and down. And he loved that, of course. He goes, don't think I didn't think about sculling it in the water. <laughs> yeah. What's <laughs> going to go it. What is this, uh, well, Barry has, has mentioned, and we have mentioned, Barry more than me, that, uh, you know, here these guys are getting so much money playing NIL money, but, but it's a shame that he can't play on your team and go pro too. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Maybe that's a bad question, but uh, I, I, I don't know. If well, I just think, you know, we, we, we give people this NIL money. Uh, it's an individual sport. He's actually earning that. That's, that is what NIL is supposed to be. He's earning it. So I, I hate to, and I understand the amateur rule. I get it. But for he has to now make a decision if it's to leave college. Uh, I think it's unfortunate. I think he should be. I understand they're not going to change the rule. But uh, just your thoughts about all that, Coach. Well, I do think there are two arenas, and so I'm on that. I'm on board with that. But I, the part I, I'm going to agree with you, and as I move in the same direction but different, I guess, but is. I don't think the tour should box him in and go, well, you're, you, you know, he's got an exemption. He can turn pro when he wants all the way through the 26th season. To me, I think as an amateur, especially if you're in college, they ought to really go, 
where the pressure is coming is really right now, you know, they've elevated, if he doesn't turn pro, now he's going to miss. Let's see, he changes, and I'm going to go June 1st after I play my season. He's going to miss seven elevated events, and, you know, and I hate to say that, but the guaranteed money and that and all and everything, you're looking at, you know, pretty close to a million dollars. And so, plus you you write your ticket, you, you know, he's right now 68 in the world, which is crazy. And since he has a, such a low divisor real quick, he could – He's going to probably be 30 in the world by the time June 1st comes around. So now you're just changing everything you get to do and play for and all. And so I wish the tour were, would allow him to go. You come when you want to. You can finish out the year. And then next year, you've also qualified for the elevated events. And so I know there, that was probably not going to happen. But I, I agree with you. I, I think he should be able to defer the, the parts that they're pushing him to do. It's not necessarily – Okay, well, they're giving him a card. He's going to get to do that no matter when he turns. But I do, the pressure is coming because this year, if he doesn't, he's really going to miss a ton and he should be able to extort that. And it's okay, if you got, if you turn pro now, you had seven elevated events. Okay, when you turn, we're going to give you seven elevated events. If that's two this year and five next year, I think that would make the, yeah, make more sense and kind of go with what you're saying. Right now, he's not able. To, he's got to choose, and I think he should be able to choose, but also get what he's not, what he's missing until he chooses. Obviously, uh, you're going to support him with whatever they decide. I don't know. Maybe you guys have decided he'll sit down. Does he have a? Uh, Doug Bell told us that uh, Bryson DeChambeau's agent was his agent. Uh, I'm not sure how all that works. Uh, but how will you guys uh, sit down and ultimately make the decision of what's going to happen this year with whether he plays college golf or not? Well, we had great meetings yesterday with he and his family, and probably we'll do it again today. Is there's tremendous pressure? He had a chance to see us. I'm just proud of him. He, you know, he dropped out of the Farmers just because he wanted to be with yeah. his team. You know, there was no reason for him to play another tournament as an amateur. That's for sure. He had accomplished whatever he needed to as an amateur in that. Meaning he's got a card when he wants it. He's no longer needing PGA use points. But uh, good point. You know, we met last night. There, are, there's a lot of pressure. There's not only you know to turn professional and play on the PGA Tour. He's a pretty hot commodity. And, I, you know, if what we just talked about, he's refreshing. Um, you know, golf right now is in a business is probably a little bit, but I would say, in a, in a bad place, to be quite honest. And golf is in a great place, the game, with people and players, but it's in a bad place as a business. And so, you know, he's, that, you know, you, he's got that. You don't think Liv is going to want, you know, the pressure of them. They're, yeah. they're going to throw money and, you know, I want to play with my team. And that's a lot on a 20 year old kid. And so we want to give him all the, you know, the room he needs. And I'm sure he's bouncing around. What should I do? And we're trying to do the best we can of showing him, you know, the only thing I've told him, we're going to support him, whatever he does is, and these are the scenarios. And I said, and just know that we are always the safe zone, uh, meaning we're the one that, uh, you know, that, that it, I would probably have to work harder. Why would he turn down? I mean, because you're probably, you know, we're talking tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Now we're not talking, you know, little NIL money at the moment. We're talking, you know, a lot of money and a career, which you've always wanted to do. But with the new world, I think, you know, Five years ago, this would be an easy decision. You know, I probably need to go play professionally into the PGA Tour and all. Now, with all of that in the world, it's crazy. He doesn't, you know, trying to find out what's right. And so they need a lot of time, and I'm proud of them for how they're doing it. And 
look forward to our meetings again today. And then we'll, you know, he's going to, you know, have a, we'll have a press conference on Thursday. He's got till Thursday at nine to make the decision. So, um, at least there is an end to it eventually. And then we can move forward. Well, I mean, just that, what, what, just that's when y'all set the deadline or is there some reason that he has to decide by then, uh, Jay? I, I think we just said it. He okay. said it. I got you, you know, I, I think it, you know, just to try to make it where it doesn't become overbearing. Just, sure. You know, it, it makes, I think anytime you set a deadline, it makes you at least think cl- cl- more clearly. You, you don't okay. bounce things back too yeah. much. Yeah. That. Um, if, uh, I think he's going to go, but if, uh, we've had a caller that, uh, likes golf like I do. In preparation for something like Augusta, would he be able to go? I know they they get they get the grounds ready to play Augusta. Of course, they're working on it all the time. But would he be able to go there on his own? Does he have to have a tee time? Will you go with him? What what's the procedure there? Yeah, well, beforehand he you know he was already in Augusta as an amateur. He's now yeah, a professional yeah. too. Right. So he doesn't lose it, but for what he was able to do as an amateur, which I do know about, um, he, he would get five times. He could okay. go over five times, five times and take a, he could take a representative with him. Um, they could not play, but you could take a caddy or a coach or somebody and you would just get to play and, 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 and you know, do it. And you would call just like anytime else and they would okay. probably either pair you with somebody or just go. So that's what you could do. And we were going to okay. do that. Um, a couple of times starting in March. I mean, in February and a couple of times in March. Don't ask Dad, can you go with him? He's not no, going to go Do you realize, do you, you're going to laugh at this. His caddy gave me a golf lesson. <laughs> oh, Hunter. Hunter. Yeah, he was, that, he, I think he worked, he worked, Scott, my middle son called me last night and said that, uh, I think he worked, uh, in Montgomery where Scott's a, um, a member down there before he came to you, I believe. Hunter, and uh, yeah. but I wrote around. Gumbry. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and, uh, I'm not surprised because you've gotten a lesson from everybody on the planet. <laughs> yeah, and none of them worked. I, no, they hadn't worked. <laughs> but you know, Jay likes because I like golf, so it, at least he likes me about that. Because I, I can take a lesson or give a lesson. Um, That's right. I love it. You have more knowledge about golf than most people I've ever met. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, he, but Hunter he, was great, by the way. Do what? I think Hunter, you were talking about the caddy real quick. I think, yeah. um, and, and, and Nick and I were just talking, you know, he played for me, was an all American here, yeah. was on the team that yeah. runner up at, against Texas. And yeah. I'll say this as good as Nick is and was, he, the only person, he only wins because of Hunter though. Uh, yeah. his yeah. demeanor, everything about well, that's it. That's I brought that up. Yeah. I told, I told Scott, my son, I said, he just brags on Hunter. You know, I, I said, I forgot he gave me a lesson about that, but, uh, he did not roll around the cart with him, but yeah, he he he's whether he whether he makes double bogey on number seven or he makes birdie on whatever, uh, the, the caddy stays the same, doesn't he? He really does, and you know his what he told him on the putt, which I thought was amazing. You know, it's, it's right at just under six feet. I think they they said it on shot length. It was five feet nine inches or whatever, but right at six feet. And he goes, he goes, Hunter, <laughs> just give me a good read and I'll make it. He goes, I'm a little. I, you know, he goes, I just need you to read this for me and I'll make it. He looks, well, Nick, it's inside left and you're, it's so easy. Your mother could make this. And that's what he told him. And he kind of smiled at him and just said, okay. And he just buried it. So, uh, it was, you know, Hunter just made him even laugh and smile in that moment, but a calm. It wasn't like crazy. It was just like, you know, matter of fact. And it just 
made him calm again, so, which was great. Well, well, I may, well, you may not want to answer this question, but I'll ask you anyway, so just say you don't. Would At this point in time, would the LIV come after him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> as I said, I know. you know, unfortunately, is um, you know, I'm, I'm not on the business side with them. We've talked a little bit or whatever, but I'm smart enough to know that, you know, right now, What's wrong with the, you know, what's going on with golf is, you know, I, I'm not going to say, you know, live is bad or good or whatever. People yeah. have a right to make a choice and people have a right to create a tour. I don't like the, the organization of it because its organization has one thing and one thing only to tear down the other one. It, it, it really is. It has, it doesn't have its own. This is how we think golf should be made and this is the tour how we want it to be. It literally is, is, you know, it's it's funded by the greed and the anger of of Greg Norman. And that's just bad for golf. And and golf's never been that way. Golf's been a gentleman's sport and it's a competitive sport. So we should compete. But so there, you know, I think he, they, he, his win went so viral across a lot of platforms. Um, it is, he's now not just some name that, you know, oh, he's just a kid who won. It's bigger than that. And so I'm yeah. sure there, his agent is getting a lot of calls and yeah. bless him on all that and, and bless Nick for eventually having to make a decision. Yeah, that's really um, nice that. Yeah. I, yeah. But yeah, I, I, you know, like I said, he knows where I stand in all of that. And if he's going to do this, I am a person and a proponent that he should do it to the PGA Tour because I think that's where legacy is. I don't, sure. I don't think there's any legacy in the other. There's a lot of money. Right. And you can go buy lake houses and cars and things like that. But then, I, you know, as I told him, I said, tell me the last time you heard DeChambeau's name. The last yeah. time you heard Dustin so Johnson's true. name. So true. Yeah. Yeah, and then you open up that envelope and you look at that number and you're like, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. But he wow. Can, uh, uh, He's right, Jay. No, right. Jay's exactly not right. right, but that envelope is going to be big. Oh, man. I know that. The envelope's <laughs> big to you, but it... it, it Nick, All right, uh, and, and I get why people do it, and I'm okay with that. I don't judge people by that. I just think at 20, you know, I, I've tried to keep this to myself a lot because it's not fair, you know, to, to to him. But he's just not regular. I'm just telling you, he has some a, a chance to be more. He, he can be historic um, and and be something in the game for a long, long time. And, and it, what is that? And if he's going to stay healthy, I just is he somebody who can get to Phil or, you know, Brooks's, you know, or, or more? I actually think, I don't want to say he can be Jack or Tiger, but I think he has that DNA in him. Um, yeah. there's a, the world of golf is way more competitive now than it's ever been. I mean, my goodness, you know, he was going to play in his first tournament here. He was going to be paired with the number one, which was him, two and three ranked player in the world. They're all, you know, great players in Gordon Sargent and Christo Leftpeck or whatever his name is. But that being said is I think he literally has a chance to, to enter into – He, I think he has a, has a chance if he, with his ability and how he sees things to be somebody that we talk about in golf 30, 40 years from now like we do the, the greats that have played this game. Uh, so are, you, are, you, Jay, are you Are you just – born with that kind of mindset like the tough mindset to to be able to get up oh, and man, down man, yeah. is that do y'all do things to uh try to strengthen that or do you just say man either he's got it or he doesn't how do you develop that jay well that's a, that's a great question um i think it is a skill set um it's just like putting and chipping is a skill set some 
do it better than others and some hit a ball better than others and all and the competitiveness and you know coach knows this and y'all know this and you know it's in every sport i think it's what made jordan jordan it wasn't that jordan you know there's a lot of six six guys who can dribble and dunk sure there's there's something on the other side of it i mean i shouldn't say there's a lot but there's some anyway but that being said is what and so yes i think it's in there um, why is it in there? Is it a little bit of, you know, a gift from the Lord, which yes, it's innate, but I think it's sometimes how you're raised and how things take you along and, and make you there. And, you know, and so, but I think you have to fight, you know, it's just like any skill set, you got to work it. And it's my job as a coach. And I think it's what, you know, I would say old school coaches. I know this is why you had the practices and stuff. We weren't really trying to learn how to do, you know, we're trying to do the fundamentals better, but could we do the fundamentals better with a little bit with the, the ability to win and be ready for the, to win? That's competitiveness. And yeah. so I try to make all our practices have some competitiveness in it. And it's funny. He tended to win, like those. It energized him, and he wanted to be in that. And I have some players through the past that, okay, this is good, but it's, it is overbearing. And yeah. so the competitive skill set is just, you know, I would say he's a savant with that, and that's the reason I think he can be very, very successful. Yeah, I say I say that mental is to physical, and, and when when you're out there playing, mental is to physical. What three is to one? That's what Bobby Knight used to say all the time. And but mm. this is a different kind of mental. This is a mm. kind of mental yeah. that that you know that you you have to be when you stand over that when you stand over that second shot on eighteen. Oh. That's a booger bear. Okay. I mean, I mean, you stand over that second shot, a little bit of a hill there. Uh, this water's yeah. in there. You think you've got a two shot lead, but you only got a one, um, um, which was good, I guess. But, uh, that booger bear shot there and, and that chip too is, is the chip, the, the second shot to me was, was phenomenal. It, it was really hard. It was completely yeah. blind. Yeah. As you said, it's up a hill, which tends to make you pull it. You know, there's water up yep. the left. You got everybody. I'm standing like six feet from him because I wanted to hear him and Hunter during this moment. And and I had tears in my eyes listening to them talk to each other. And, you know, Hunter was our his assistant coach as a freshman. And so just listening to them walk through that and then, you know, to be able to pull off the shot. I, you know, I did hear it. I've never seen it. I've never seen the telecast. I haven't seen the telecast yet. And so I heard it got a nice bounce. And, you know, when you win, you do get good bounces and things like that. And so – um but that, it was underrated. You know, we we're going to talk about the putt, and we're going to talk about the chip. But you're not wrong to be able to hit that shot somewhere in a in a place where you could have the the chip and the putt yeah. or the putt is. It was a lot harder than anybody. Oh. I mean, that's like a. It was like a six iron. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was terrible. It uh, yeah. Tell me this, uh, and I know you help him, and other people help him, but so many times players. Everybody goes out and they hit balls, hit balls, hit balls, but they don't really, really concentrate on their putting, which is which is the key. Uh, talk about him and, and what he did to try to, you know, to stay better putting. Well, he's, he is a savant. He's a tour, you know, I've always told people, even in college, he's a tour putter in college. He putts okay. like a tour player. Okay. Um, and he, I think the, the point of that is, I think the point that makes it great, he has one simple drill he does every single day. Um, he, he does it every day and he does it for about a half an hour. He does the same drill and then he'll go putt it and then he, he trusts what it is and he trusts what it, it does. And then it, it almost always is a left to writer. 
It's unbelievable. He does a string drill. He does he does a straight putt, and then he does some left to righters. And the last four putts that he made were all left to right, which is just a hard putt for us right-handers. But he loves them. He practices it every day. He just works on having his stroke on the string. And after he does it for a half an hour or for whatever time period where it felt good, it may be longer than a half hour, he moves on to the next thing. And so he gets a belief in it. It's real simple. It's a great drill. And then he moves on. And so he has tremendous confidence in his putter because he's a good putter. He loves the putter. But more importantly, he, he practices that he knows to the point that he knows yeah. he's going to make putts. Because you know, it, yeah, if people think about it, they don't. The left-to-right putt is much more difficult than the right-to-left putt. Uh, the right-to-left yeah. putt's got some overspin on it. But the left-to-right putt is a booger bear because you almost got to cut the ball a little bit. Yeah. It's, it's hard to keep it online. It's, it's hard to keep your putter online. Your putter wants to flow a little bit to the right. And if it does that, it, you know, on a right-to-left, you can still turn it in there. But a left-to-right, uh, I think you get offline real quick. I got to play out there about five years in a row with my bus driver and my trainer. And then we flew out. We, we flew to Ontario and took a car over, and and it, wow. it was it was. I got to play all the. You know, I, I can't play, but I like to play all those all those places. I, I, it was a real thrill for me. Uh, lastly, Jay, oh, we, know, we know you got to get. Um, how much did it help him having playing with Justin? Uh, even on that, we're walking up, and Justin makes kind of a joke, like you you hit your first spectator. Uh, yeah, he said, "Yeah, I smoked him, uh, whatever." That had to help maybe kind of calm his nerve. Justin kind of knew the right thing to say. He knew what this moment was about to mean to him. Uh, that had to be a thrill for you to have both of those guys walking up 18 together. And then Justin kind of, I don't know, maybe easing his mind a little bit as they walk up. Just kind of talk about uh, what you saw there. Yeah, I think if you go through the whole totality of the week, um, you know, he played with Wilson in the first two rounds and Wilson got hurt and then couldn't play the final round, but third round, but it, he had, he had comfortable pairings. And I think that's very important, especially what you're saying. And Justin was great. Now, Justin was trying, is a, has the same skill set of, of competitiveness that, that sure. Dunlap has and so that he's trying to wear him out. And, um, but he's also, he's a gentleman. And so they had, you know, Sam Burns was also great, believe it or not, yeah, in that man. too. Oh, LSU guy. No, he's a good dude. And so both of them were pulling for him. It made him comfortable. But you're right, Barry. He, he knows only Justin through texting. They've never played together before. I've tried to get them together. And, you know, the schedule of Justin and, and, and college golfers is probably not on the same level. But they've talked a lot um, on the phone about, you know, because they're very similar. And so I think he felt very comfortable. Justin is a great pairing for a lot of people because he's just a great guy. And um, I know that, that walking down 18 – Help relax him a lot um, with Justin and him talking. I don't know what they said. I didn't ask him or whatever, but I know it gave him great peace when, when everything was going on. Great, great. Jay, we appreciate it so much. We look forward to the press conference tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure it can go either way, you guys. But we know that uh, you're going to support him either way. Uh, and next time we'd like to talk about your entire team because uh, I know you got, you're excited. You got a lot of great golfers on there. Uh, on that team, but uh, look forward to hearing what happens tomorrow. Thanks, Jay. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for letting me be on. Oh, appreciate it. I'm dropping you a note now. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, the best. Thank you all. Bye-bye. All right, there's Coach J.C. Oh, wow. Uh, a lot of information there. So tomorrow, I think he's right. Set a deadline. This is when you got to decide by uh, – I don't think Jay likes the LIV. Do you, Dad? And this like no, I don't. No. <laughs> I, I just uh, – uh, the guy that caddied for him, I, I was so – 
and I'd forgotten that he'd helped me a little bit down where Scott is, and it was Scott called me last night and told me that. that yeah. Uh, but it, it's uh, that place out there is the homes out there, Barry, that are adjacent to the golf course. They all look alike, but they are homes where people don't stay the year round. They they come out there, you know, just various times, and it absolutely is immaculate. It's kept just unbelievable. Yep. All right, we'll take this break. Uh, we'll get back. Uh, we'll put the phone lines, 205-342-9904. One thing, Yellowwood, they made this 7 o'clock hour possible. Always remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, you don't want it. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We are still looking at a accident on Highway 11 at Dambler Bends Boulevard. However, we don't appear to be seeing any road blockage there. No obvious backups. Just be aware of that. Meantime, the drive along McFarland Boulevard from Coker passing up Lurling Wallace U of A and down to the I-20 interchange. You're moving nicely there with no big problems waiting along that part of your drive. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Eddie Garcia. News from Major League Baseball where Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer have been elected for enshrinement into the Baseball Hall of Fame. They'll represent the class of 2024. NFL News, Jim Harbaugh was in L.A. Tuesday to meet with the Chargers for a second time. NFL Network reports the Chargers have made it an extremely strong offer and that a deal is within striking distance. NBA News, despite currently having the third best record in the league at 30-13, and 13, the Milwaukee Bucks fired their first-year head coach, Adrian Griffin. Veteran coach Doc Rivers is reportedly the front-runner to replace him on the court. Nuggets knock off the Pacers in Indiana, 114-109. Nikola Jokic triple-double in the win. Thunder over the Trailblazers, 111-109. So both Denver and Oklahoma City are in a tie with Minnesota with the top record in the Western Conference. Clippers beat the Lakers, 127-116. Kawhi Leonard a triple-double in the win for the Clippers. Knicks knock off the Nets, 108-103. Pelicans outscored the Jazz, 153-124. Don't miss- Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker. Appreciate Coach J.C. Well, Jordan, in this uh, very, very informative uh, interview with Coach. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. But Nick Dunlap will have a press conference tomorrow and announce what direction he's going to go. I don't know. I think it's 50-50, uh, kind of what he does. I'm sure he knows. Uh, Andrew Knifer, he's my all-state insurance agent. Let him become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Give Andrew and his staff a call. They will take great, great care of you. They do it for me. Let them do the same for you. Looking for home, life, auto, whatever you need there, give Andrew and his staff a call. 205-722-9201. I get to the Andrew Knifer hotline to get Raymond in. Good morning, Raymond. Morning. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. Special Mr. Dunlop. Uh, I've watched him up here in Huntsville over the years, but I wanted to coach, uh, they used to allow private, uh, 
investor group to, to sponsor players that may be going on the tour. But I didn't know if the NCAA had eliminated that or not. I wondered if he knew. Uh, I don't think. I think once you uh, decide that you're going to go pro, the NCAA is out of it. Well, I think, are you talking prior to that? I guess he can do the NIL so he could, uh, like he's already oh, has a prior. Yeah, yeah, sure. Prior he has that. a contract with Adidas, I know. Uh, and like Jay said, he's got so many people coming in. So he will be able to take advantage of the NIL, uh, if he doesn't. And if, I mean, if I guess if he could get a, a travel company or something that could help offset he's his He's going to go pro. You think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Mm. I, I appreciate it. It's, it's, that's really good, uh, publicity of Alabama. I used to play some challenge golf tournaments. I've been in New Jersey with my brother who was retired military and I, one of the, uh, groups up there asked me, they saw I had a home for classic golf shirt on. And the guy said, do they have any golf courses? In Huntsville? I said, no, not a one. They said, where'd you learn to play? I said, uh, up here in New Jersey at, at the Tenton Falls or Fort Monroe Golf Course. And my brother and two other guys, we won the tournament. And after we came back from getting our award, one of the guys said, so no golf courses, uh, in Alabama. I said, no, we play off of Cal Patty. There you go. And, Thank you, Raymond. I uh, wanted wanted, uh, Tom, hope Tom's still listening, to know that uh, he gets to go to Augusta five times. There you go, yeah. uh, That's big. He could take uh, a couple people with him, so maybe we'll see if he'll take us. Nick, if you're listening, listening, Nick, I'll drive. Um, you got to pay the gas, but I'll drive. All right, get to the Yellowwood Hotline, get Joe in. Good morning, Joe. Morning. Joe, you you in a better sales spot today? Yeah, I apologize, man. I was on the limit yesterday. I shouldn't even call y'all, but I was going to try to get that in about his Adidas contract. And of course, he's done blocking Nike out already. His agent's done done that. So, you know, it's a lot of money difference there, but that's beside the point. He got the money when he could get it. Um, just like Sergeant did with uh, Foot Joy. Um, was your 50 50 bed, was that LIV or PGA or was that? Co- no, he ain't got, after listening to JC, well, he's not going LIV, uh, so either be PGA he's Tour. Going pro. Or it'll be, uh, you know. Can't give up. You can't give up those seven opportunities. He's those, gone. Those signature events, he just, cause those no cut and those, uh, so he, that's a, a million dollars right there just playing in them, so. Yeah. Uh, well, let me tell you, there's a guy who's now on the course. He's from Birmingham, Alabama. He played college golf at LSU. Real funny guy. He's adding a lot to the to the to the tournaments. I enjoy him. His name is Smiley Kaufman. Yeah, I know Smiley. Smiley won one time. That's it. We took the words right out of my mouth. Yep. So no matter how big or how much attention, there's always those guys, and there's a lot more than just Smiley out there, right, Wimp? Yep, Smiley, good player. But there's a lot of one. There's a lot of one. Does a good job, in, and it does a good job on the golf course. Yep, he does. He does. All right, uh, Tom had a great question. Barry, did you notice Wimp answered it? But did you notice the difference? It was about the third thing he said. He kind of buried it. Did you pick up on that? <laughs> what? What? I what, did, what did Dad said or did J.C. Wells say? No, 
No, I'm, I'm going back to basketball and oh, Tom's question. Oh, lower, lower. You, between I, between oats and pearl. Man, I'm, let, me, let me tell you something. I'm on a radio show. Okay, I know. I'm, it, a, I'm a I former coach at Alabama. I don't think when people say he outcoached him, uh, I mean, you got to have players. I mean, no, look, he said, Barry, Wimp answered as, as polite as he could. The difference is coaching defense between the two coaches. It was oh, about no. the third, third thing he said. Yeah. And that's what it is. Let me ask y'all something. If you're Nate Oates and you watch Sanford and Bucky, you watch some film of them, do you ever kind of wonder? If I tried that a little, what might happen? Because he plays fast. Yeah. You ever think about that? When you play like that, Joe, and I, I haven't been to, I've been to one practice. Uh, it's like, you know, when you throw all the time in football, you're not great, you're not great run blockers because you throw all the time. And, and so if you play that fast, then I don't know. I don't know how they structure their practice, but you never have to really sit down and guard for any length of time because you're just going up and down. But you get into the game, uh, and I'm sure they they work on that. And they guard Tennessee. I'm sure they work sit down and work on guarding. But when you when you zip up and down, I don't think you're going to ever be as good defensively uh, as you need to be. Well, if you were coaching that game Saturday in the middle of the second half. Would you not have tried something different defensively? Oh, uh, Dad. Well, in the Tennessee game? Yes. Uh, you know, I don't think he ha- I just don't think he has any zone in his, in his, uh, thoughts. Um, I, I don't know if they will even work against the zone a great deal. Um, I, you know, I, I guess it's your, your, I just think, a, I think a zone, uh, pulls you out of holes sometimes you know you have to if you play zone you have to have practiced it and know how to cover it and you have to play it hard uh, when i when i first started teaching it i made darn sure that we we played we played it hard we played got after each other in the zone and i, I don't i don't uh I, I don't think you can just say let's play two three zone and be effective you have to have worked on it and i doubt very seriously if they're they're so down or they felt they've been so down man-to-man defense that they haven't really done a lot of that. Well, Wimp, you've got to have something in your yeah. arsenal yeah. to try to get it back down to single digits and get in the other team's head yeah. and try to make a run. Mm-hmm. You agree? Yeah, I, I won't argue that. I think I think zone is I think zone is has an important place in basketball. Yeah. Uh, you can overdo it. The greatest zone coach ever was a guy named Ray Mears. And Ray right. Mears was the coach at Tennessee, and right. he was terrific. I, I got a nice he letter was. from Ray after I got the job here and won a few games, and I, I, I framed that letter. I hope Bear keep it. Uh, it's just Ray Mears was oh, what a what a genius he was with his own defense. Well, the two best the best high school coach I ever saw in person and in college was Tom Tarleton at Tuscaloosa yeah. City High. And John Wooden at UCLA. Yeah. And what was the common thing they did, Will? Pressed. 
Exactly. Boy, Tom Tarleton's smiling. Uh, he's being compared to John Wooden. Well, uh, Tom Tarleton. Uh, that no, nobody, I, I agree. Yeah. I people say, oh, it's like I hear people, oh, they coach you to lower level. That don't, that don't mean anything. You, it's all relative. It's. Uh, I was here listening to a show yesterday, and they were saying what a great job Coach DeBoer did going and getting South Alabama's head coach. Now, I, the, the guy's probably going to do a great job. Yeah, but but how hard is it to hire a guy when you double his salary? Like, that's not that hard. If I if you're making 800 Joe, and I go off of you $2 million, it ain't that hard to get you hired. So I don't know. And, and sometimes it's that way in recruiting, Barry. All yeah. of a sudden, you jump in there, and you, jump, you, you double what that guy thought he was going to make. Yeah. It ain't that hard people, to recruit. People, <laughs> when they say that, they don't really understand like they double the guy's money so yeah they were able to get him that's not that's not that hard <laughs> to do joe and and uh let me make this point you know pierce is his assistant yeah Tom, uh, Tom's assistant yeah. he used to do a little afternoon show on this station a local tuscaloosa station and i called him a lot and he told me this story Tom, uh, they were at a basketball clinic and it was early 60s, and Tarleton was there for the zone press. And the next year, John Wooden went from a 1-2-2 to a 2-2-1, just like Tom Tarleton. Well, what happened What happened in that deal there through those years? And Tom did a great job of that because I studied it and was out. I went to Alabama in those years, is that nobody knew how to attack 1-2-1-1 one, one, one zone press. They didn't know how. And they turned that booger bear over as fast as they could throw it in. And it was, hey, it was, it was, it was one high the school. In my car. We got move. I think the tr- trash truck's here. Hmm. Sorry. What? Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was telling Justin something. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But anyway, go ahead, the, the high school, the high schools couldn't handle it. They didn't know what to do well, with it. And, uh, watch it, the game tonight. Watch Pearl. He won't be strictly man to man the whole game. Yeah. Especially if it's a tight game. But let yeah. me tell you something. Vegas has got this line perfect to balance it. Let yeah. me tell you, y'all hadn't thought about this. These two teams, their biggest net win, can you name them? Auburn's is Texas A&M. I'm talking about the net and the numbers now. Who's Alabama's? I, I didn't get him, Barry. What's Alabama's best win? Uh... Best net win, uh-huh. Uh... I don't know. What is it, Joe? It was Oregon. I don't know what Oregon did last week. It was Oregon last at the end of last week. And Auburn's is A&M. Neither one of them have a big, big win. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's one that Alabama needs to get. Not that they're not going to the tournament. I think they are. But Yeah, uh, sure. But yeah. with Kentucky, the fact is, with Kentucky losing last night gives you a chance because you put a loss on Auburn, who hadn't lost, it gives you a chance to still win the regular season. I can't figure Kentucky out. Yeah. So, and the, whoever wins this game tonight, it's going to be their biggest net win of the season to date. <laughs> I didn't realize. You that. hadn't thought about that, had you? No, I, I hadn't thought about that. I had not. No, I did not. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Thank Joe. All right. Uh, I'm sorry the trash guys here and my cars like bye. we're good on that all right we're just going to take the break we'll get the sorry cowboy call us back we're going to get bill cameron in uh cowboy call us back after bill you list the tide 100.9 it's the home of alabama sports tide 100.9 traffic 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We do have a little light rain starting to move through the T-Town region this morning, although it doesn't look to be enough to impact traffic to any great extent. We are starting to see some heavier backups, though, along Lurling Wallace. If you're traveling down from Northport, uh, crossing over the Hugh Thomas Bridge on up to Jack Warner Parkway, we do have a pretty good backup that's starting to kick in there, so you will lose a few minutes along the way. 2059 is in good shape, though, through the area. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Townsend Home. Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch is in effect. Cloudy with rain today and tonight. Maybe some thunderstorms around as well. The high today 66. The low tonight 62. Rain tomorrow with a high at 68. Friday a chance of rain mainly during the morning. The high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9. Tuscaloosa Toyota. Go to TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at the new inventory. The 2024s are out. The Grand Highlander, the Tacomas, the... Toyota Camrys, the Ravs, beautiful, beautiful vehicles out at Tuscaloosa Toyota. Swing by Skyland Boulevard. You can go to the website, TuscaloosaToyota.com. Look at the new inventory, the used inventory. You can schedule a service right there at the website. Uh, Swing by there today and tell Justin and David DeSantis that Wimp and Barry sent you. Justin had something going on this morning, so we'll have him on with us tomorrow at 8 o'clock. All right, he's with ESPN 106.7, the drive down in Auburn Opelika joins us every Wednesday, Bill Cameron. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Uh, hey, Barry. Hey, uh, doing doing pretty well, Wimp. Uh, it was uh, uh, tough tough to uh, to miss you guys last week. I mean, there was there was a little bit going on, but I was a little out of touch down in the tropics. So yeah, that's uh, good. I, mean, I hope you had a good time. Made it through last week, all right. Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, we we never had temperatures below seventy. It was always like. Between 75 and 85 the whole time we were down there last week and, uh, got back and, and, uh, everything was still pretty frozen, but no, no busted pipes. So, so all was good. Where did you go, Bill? I went to, uh, St. Martin and, uh, San Juan. But I mean, the main thing when you're on a music cruise, it's not the, uh, it's not the destination. It's the journey because I mean, there's music from, you know, midday till, uh, till the middle of the night. And that's, that's, that's what's good. I mean, some, uh, some, some, some great music. Delbert McClinton, Jimmy Hall, the Mavericks, uh, uh, some, some names folks may not be as familiar with. Wayne Toops, Marsha Ball. I mean, just outstanding musicians and bands. And, and it's really cool to sort of be on the same, same ship with them, just hanging out, spending some time. I mean, they're much more available and then, uh, watching them sort of jam with each other and things like that. It was, uh, it was great. Yeah. Uh, Football was as prevalent when I was at Alabama as, as it is today and stays that way. Right. Uh, for me, the Alabama Auburn game was not, was not just one of the 18. I'm sorry to say, not sorry to say, I'm, it was, it was different for me. It just was over, it just was. Um, but this game tonight, and, and I think I probably somewhat for Sonny when he was, I, there were several coaches there when I coached. Um, this is a game with two teams that are very talented, very well coached, uh, 
maybe a little bit of advantage for Alabama playing at home. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I mean, uh, uh, it's, it's two teams that, that really uh, are, are dangerous uh, to, to anybody that's playing despite, I mean, Alabama struggling up in Knoxville this past week. I don't think you're going to find a whole lot of games where they're going to be held to, to four threes. And, uh, I mean, it's th- th- this is a great matchup. It's, it is a... Uh, I, I think, uh, it's, it's a great offense against, uh, a great defense. I, I love the matchup in this one tonight. There's some areas where, uh, I definitely see Alabama with the edge. There's, there's an area I, I wonder, you know, how this ball game is called going to go a long way to yeah. affecting how, how well Auburn can play because I think they've got the advantage around the rim. But if if they pick up some fouls, if if they get in some foul trouble, that that's going to cut into the depth that has been such a big factor for them. This is a really intriguing matchup, and boy, we've seen you you saw it again last night. It can be tough to go on the road and win. Just uh, you can ask the Wildcats that last night, and and uh, ask Alabama that when they go to Knoxville. There are a lot of Auburn people that are that are really enjoying the way that Auburn has been winning games by double digits, but they haven't faced they haven't faced a team on the road like this. And I think especially after uh, after that performance the other night in Knoxville, they're going to face an Alabama team that's that's really got something to prove. This is this is why we heard that Auburn probably had its most intense practice of the year on Monday, as Bruce is trying to make sure that nobody nobody thinks it's just going to be another one like we've seen uh, early on this season. Uh, Auburn is playing a lot of people, a lot of minutes. Fifteen minutes is the lowest they played anybody, and I think they, I think their their group probably with their substitute has probably contributed more scoring wise and playing wise than Alabama's group has. That as far as the substitution situation is, so uh, he's played a lot of people, and those people have have come through for him. Yeah, they've been able to find a, a lot of different players have been have stepped up and had some big ball games. We've seen a couple of games where Janai Broom, uh, you know, doesn't score much at least for for a while. Or, I mean, Jalen Williams has stepped up playing his best basketball of his career. He's become yeah. he's more aggressive. He's more confident. But uh, they they have what what they I guess what. A lot of people are not calling their second wave when they when they go to the bench and bring in the second five, the energy level picks up an awful lot. Katie Johnson is as why I mean he he is as uh, um, golly I, with the best I'm trying to figure the best way to describe him. He's still as frenetic as ever, but he's been more under control and he's been more willing to give the ball up. But I mean, when he and Chad Baker Mazzara and Dylan Cardwell and that group come in, the energy level really picks up an awful lot. Again, I, I, I'm going to be really interested to see, you know, when they come in, if they can avoid fouling immediately, that's a huge factor. But I mean, sometimes we haven't seen it in a while, but I mean, there were a couple of times early this season where those guys would come in and they'd immediately pick up a foul and that, that can slow your momentum down. But no, they have so many different guys that are capable of scoring double figures that they really don't have to have, you know, the same player scoring, you know, 18 plus a game. I'm really interested in for, for Auburn. I think the, the keys, obviously the guard matchups, the, the scoring hasn't quite been what I think a lot of 
Auburn people expected out of their guards. Aiden Holloway has been up and down with his shooting and scoring. Uh, Denver Jones, who's a guy that averaged 20 points a game at Florida International, has become sort of a defensive stopper, but he really hasn't um, scored at anywhere near the clip people thought. Trey Donaldson has been steady, but, uh, I mean, the matchup there with the Alabama guards is going to be uh, going to be very, very tough for Auburn. The best thing they've done thus far, Wimp, and it's going to be really interesting to see if they can keep it up, is they just haven't turned the ball over very much. They they have been very good at protecting the basketball. The team assist-to-turnover ratio is uh, uh, is phenomenal at better than uh, at around three-and-a-half to one. Uh, we're talking with Bill Cameron. Bill, talk a little bit about uh, Aiden Holloway. He's a freshman. Uh, he does not play like a freshman. Uh he, uh, the moment's not too big. I think coach, uh, gives the kid a lot of confidence or maybe he just naturally has a lot of confidence. Uh, just talk a little bit about him. Yeah, you're right. Uh, he hasn't seemed to be overwhelmed by anything thus far. Um, I mean, at, at times you can see he gets a little frustrated, uh, when, when his shot isn't falling, but he really hasn't allowed that to affect his, um, uh, floor leadership. I mean, he, he's still very good at distributing the ball, running the offense. That's been the best thing, and that's that's what I've been the most pleased with thus far. You see a lot of young players that are used to scoring, and if they don't, they let it affect them on the other end. Now he's still not the you know he, he's not the best guard defensively just because he's not the biggest guy, but he'll get after it, and he's got very quick hands. But uh, but no, he doesn't play like a freshman. He doesn't uh, doesn't let the moment seem to get to him. He he is one of those that occasionally you'll go oh you don't need to pull that shot but uh, <laughs> but if it goes in if it goes in it's okay yeah that um, Bruce and them have uh, seemed to be getting a lot of good players I'm, I'm sure Alabama is too but uh, just saw what they 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 got one committed the other day is is uh this is. I'm sure they have good LIV money. I'm not. I mean, LIV, good uh, NIL yeah, yeah, money. Yeah. That's me. good uh, money too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, NIL money. Pardon me. Um, is is their recruiting organized to the point that uh, the new assistant who has come in, the other assistant, of course, went to Ole Miss? Is it uh, talk about the effectiveness of his, his recruiting? Yeah, there it, it's uh, interesting. I mean, obviously, um, since Bruce has been here, Auburn's been able to pull more uh, more highly touted players yeah. than they have. But they but they don't they, they haven't really tried to overload and go for you know two or three um, of the top fifty type players like that. They they've done a really good job, I think, of being able to pick the right guys from the transfer portal that'll fit in. I mean, yeah. they've they've been able to have a, a you know a Jabari, they've got a Tahad Pettiford who just got named to the McDonald's All American team that's coming in next year. Uh and Aiden Holloway. Seems like there's a guy a year that they sort of focus. He's the uh the very highly touted uh freshman that they're bringing in and then they bring in players from um, a lot of them from mid majors like I was mentioning Denver Jones from Florida International and you know places uh Janai Broom coming in um that that weren't necessarily at power 5 schools but uh have been able to come in and and somehow and here's the most amazing thing to me is buy into what they what they're doing this year which is which is really 
Um, not, it's something I, I can't recall ever seeing a team playing as many players as Bruce is this year and having the players buy into the team as opposed to their own numbers. It, I, mm-hmm. I've never seen, I've never seen a team that didn't have a player average 24 minutes a game and have 10 or 11 guys that are playing 15 minutes. They got 10 guys that play between 15 and 24 minutes every game. And I mean, really, we have not seen one player play 28 minutes in a game yet this year. That's, that's unbelievable. Um, now, now if they lose a couple of ball games, uh, I wonder how, you know, I wonder if it will still be as, uh, as, as easy to, to keep splitting the minutes that way. Uh, uh, this question is for Barry and you. Uh, I guess it's my disappointment of not seeing Alabama kids for, on either team. Um, I know you got to get the players that you feel are best for you. Uh, we, we sort of, I think Bruce always thought that maybe that he was, when I wasn't coaching, the Alabama kind of ran the, the state a little bit, maybe with players, and he got the good ones mm-hmm. in Georgia. Uh, but it is a little bit different for me. I think Tennessee's come in and trying to get some kids, but it's quite different for me, Barry, you can comment too, of not seeing that many Alabama kids on either, uh, either team. No, I, I agree with you, Wimp. I mean, and and I think it uh, it has always felt tough for Auburn to be able to pull the top players in the state. There, I don't think they're I don't think they're just uh, conceding them. Uh, it seemed like they may have some in the past. I don't think they're conceding them right yeah. now. It's just yeah. uh, uh, it, it's been difficult for them to be able to. Uh, to get some of those guys, and and there is talent there. There has really been some talent in the state, and there really is for the next couple of years as well. And and Auburn would very much like to keep some of those guys home. Yeah, Barry, be right. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's flip the football. We had Roman Harper on yesterday, and Roman, you know, follows the SEC. He says Auburn is doing really, really well in the NIL department that people are really given uh, that they have a big fund down there. Is he right about that? From everything I hear, uh, I mean, the folks that I talk to seem to feel like, yes, that they're in, uh, they're doing well, that right now um, the, the power, the, the folks that really can, can make big, uh, big, have a big influence, the ones with the deeper pockets are more on the same page than they've been in, in, in years. And that's, that's the biggest thing. The, you know, the folks that are given 17 or $34 a month, that is great. There's no question about it, but it definitely takes some, some of the deep pockets, uh, being completely bought in. And, and I don't know if it's completely, but it sure seems to be a, a much better effort and, uh, uh, agreement than they've had in a long time. And because of that, um, yeah, Auburn, I think Auburn can, uh, can stay with anybody, whatever, whatever anybody is, uh, uh, able to say players will be able to do at their place. I think Auburn's saying, well, uh, we can do that. Is the mentality there now? Coach Saban is gone. Let's hit the gas pedal. Now is our time. Uh, it's been, you know, although they've had a lot of success against Coach Saban, uh, obviously down at Auburn, but they feel like now they got a lot of guys leaving Alabama, a lot of guys transferring out because they were really, we come to find out they were choosing to come here because of Coach Saban more than the love for the state of Alabama. And I think that's what happens when you recruit so national. These guys are not growing up, just dying to play for Alabama. 
Alabama. Is that kind of uh, the message around there? Let's get them now. Now's the time to strike because they got a little bit of controversy going on up in Tuscaloosa. Well, it's, it's, maybe it's not as much that. I'm sure that's part of it. But the other part is you better not let up now because you've gotten off to a good start and trying to close that gap. And, and, and now is absolutely not the time to let up any. If you're going to have an opportunity to try to close the gap even more, this is it right now. So, uh, again, I, I've never seen a head coach, um, at least since Coach Die. That just recruits, recruits, recruits. I mean, it seems like he is always, always recruiting, and he's not just a closer. So uh, I, I think that's going to be his mentality. I mean, we're seeing reports this morning. It looks like Auburn's about to hire um, hire away LSU's uh, director of player personnel, Will Redmond, to bring him in to have somebody else there in the uh, helping with the recruiting efforts. So. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I think they do understand. It sure is, it sure is that getting the time to let up any right now. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that, I don't really have anything. I think that's, it should be a, an interesting game. The, the loser of the game is not out of, not out of, no, it at no, all. no, not by any Auburn means. That's one of the things. Team. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, that's one of the things I've tried to uh, to let some folks know is that, uh, you know, a loss in the end of the world, it's a long season, yeah. and uh, you're going to have some ups and downs, and, and this road, I mean, Alabama's not a, I believe last time I looked, about a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They're not a three-and-a-half-point favorite for nothing. I think this is going to be it. This has been a tough, tough place. Coleman's really been tough for Auburn to go. I think Bruce is two-and-six at Coleman. Uh, Nate's done a great job against Bruce through the years. I expect it to be a very, very tough ball game, and and I, quite frankly, I'd be, I'd be surprised if 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 Auburn comes away with a win. I won't be shocked uh, because they played so well. But I, I think right now everything sort of points toward Alabama tonight. But I expect it to be a heck of a ball game. Yeah. Oh, uh, big sighting, and you know I like the where you have to play each other twice. So you know, whatever oh, yeah. happens tonight, you got to go back down to their place. Uh, so it's always a great rivalry. Uh, there with Alabama and all. We're looking forward to a great game tonight. Uh, Bill, we appreciate you so much. Tell everybody where they can find you and get all your great information down in Auburn, Opelika. Yeah, it's the drive every day on ESPN 106.7. Four to six is when we're on live. You can uh, uh, check us online at ESPNAU.com or you can go to RadioAlabama.net. Uh, if you can't catch it live, download the podcast. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. All right, all right guys. Have a great day. All right. There's a big talk about Auburn's going to try to buy up every ticket tonight uh, that they can get their hands on. So if you have the tickets, uh, you need to make sure you use them or give them to Alabama people. You don't want to get them in the wrong hands. It wouldn't be good, uh, would it, Justin, if you had a bunch of orange and blue in there when Auburn runs out tonight. But it, it could happen. All right, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys that are outstanding and if you have a problem with injury, and that injury causes you uh, more problems uh, physically and mentally, and you don't know how to handle it, and uh, you're going against people that uh, don't care about you, I think that's the really key words there. Then Prince Glover and Hayes at three four five one two three four outstanding uh, people who have been down that road with a lot of people and been very successful, and uh, they can d- be successful with you. Uh, first thing you do is visit with them on the telephone and tell them that the problems that you're having, and they will advise you as to how to handle that and to go and come by and see them on 701 Rice Mine Road. And uh, when you do that, then uh, uh, they will 
give you great advice. Three four five one two three four Prince Clover. PrinceLaw.net is the website. Not one dime out of your pocket. If they don't win, you don't pay. We'll put the phone lines down. The rest of the show, 205-342-9904. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 1230 AM WTBC, the home of Alabama sports. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Get right to the Yellowwood Hotline. We'll go up to line two, get Digger into the show. Good morning, dear. Hey, Digger. Well, what'd y'all tell Ryan Williams, man? Doesn't even want to cross the state line. Yeah, I don't think he gave enough money. There's, there's, there's too many other things to do in Austin. You can't go in there and concentrate on being a great football player. Uh, so he's making a business decision, Digger. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and I and I suppose that degree from Alabama is a good one too. Yeah, I mean you get over to Austin, you, you can hang out. Too many things going on, too much social life, uh, too much nightlife. <laughs> I look for him to commit today, Digger. So uh, I thought he was going to commit on his birthday, February ninth. Yeah, yeah. That's how well we know him. Yeah, he, well, he didn't like well, the pass yeah. routes he was going to run. Yeah, he didn't like Texas. Like y'all, y'all try to bring in all these other receivers. Pass? <laughs> Plus, he, quick, he wants to go. With, he wants with. to go with a winner. What's Sark's oh, record? Really? What's Sark's record against the board? Yeah, I'm gonna make you say uh, this every time uh, you call. Uh, oh, and what? I, 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 uh, oh, yeah, we're 0-2, but yeah. we beat Bama in Bryant's inning last year. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah that's, that's because Coach Saban was coaching. Now we got Coach DeBoer. <laughs> Real quick, I got to share this story with you, and I'm being dead serious about this. Uh-huh. Back in 2016, Texas and Oregon was going up for the national championship in golf. Okay, you know who was on that team? Scotty mm-hmm. Scheffler. Okay, and he was not even the best player on the team. It was by the name of Nick Costello. He was our number one player. They're going into the final, and in the very last round, on the second to the last day, okay, he goes for a drive and he jams his shoulder. Okay, and he has never been the same since. We ended up finishing second in Eugene, Oregon. Imagine that. We're playing on their home golf course and we lose by one stroke. Why? Because Nick Costello jammed his shoulder and he hasn't been the same yet. Now financially, now this is more than eight years ago. I'm understanding he's a millionaire, but what could have been, okay, if he did not get hurt? I'm telling you, JT needs to go pro Something like this is going to happen. 
okay? And don't go thinking Alabama's going to win a natty with him. I'm looking at the rankings now. Nick, Y'all ranked 12. You're talking about Nick Dunlap? Dunlap. What yeah, did I say? You said JT, but oh, okay. I understand what you meant. Yeah, Dunlap. He needs to go pro before things happen. That's what I'm They'll announce it tomorrow. He's going. Press conference tomorrow. Dad says he's going. Uh, I think he's probably right, but I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if he said he was coming. Back. They got seven seven deals that he can play. <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. And he, when I heard that guy say it was a million, he was going to forego a million bucks so he can uh, stay with them. What? He's 88. I like you guys, but I don't like you that much. <laughs> no. <laughs> See ya. Thank you, Digger. <laughs> Thanks, Dig. All right, there's Dig. I love it. He has to say Owen oh, too. All right, back to the uh, Yellowwood Hotline. What's up, Cowboy? Hey, how you guys doing? We're good. All right. What was that? What was that caller guy's name that was talking to y'all right before uh, you had Bill Cameron told me to call back? Y'all were talking about zone defense. Is he from Tuscaloosa? Joe. He's pretty, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Joe. Yeah. I think Joe's from Northport. Oh, he's pretty steep basketball guy, but. In my lifetime, the best presses I've ever seen was that press that Nick, uh, Rick Patino put on you at Kentucky or, or Providence there in 87. Yeah, they didn't put no press on me at Providence. He just shot the lights out of yeah. it, and I did a bad job defensively. Rick Patino, you're right, Cowboy, though. He run, ran a great press. It was almost a run yeah. and jump, the double. It, it, he was ahead of his time uh, with that, for sure. Sure was. We beat we beat him when we beat him in, in uh when we beat him in Tuscaloosa one time he he we went out he gave everybody the finger. And not yeah. saying he's num- he not saying you're number one either. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know the Alabama people didn't like Coach Pino, but I like that means him, that I means like he could coach. Well, I, I, he's a good coach. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I know the Alabama people didn't like Nick Saban when he was at LSU, but I appreciate a good coach no matter where he coached. I knew Nick Saban was a good coach then, but boy, when he came to Alabama, they loved him. They forgot about what they said about him, you know, LSU, but I still remember. It's like last fall, guys called me. I said, you know, I think this Washington football team's pretty good. I've been watching. Oh, they don't play defense in the Pac-12. They got those little skinny leg linemen, blah, blah, blah. Now they love him, Coach DeBoer. It's just fandom, you know. You know. <laughs> oh, well, whatever. But um, I, uh, that, 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 you remember that Kentucky game, LSU, Dale Brown? What do you have them down 30-something in the second got half? Beat. They you got beat. You got beat. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that was in yeah. Baton Rouge, too. I remember watching that right. game. And Kentucky was yeah. hitting yeah. threes everywhere. Yeah. You know, at Louisville, Patino didn't run the same system he ran at Kentucky. I, to me, he's that what he ran at Kentucky, you know. It, that was the, the epicenter of his basketball coaching days to me with those Kentucky teams from 93 to 97. Great players. Golly, they had some... Yeah, yeah, they're really good. And they had some players. No doubt. Yeah. Well, all right, Cowboys. Yeah. All right, y'all be good. Th- be a big ball game tonight. Yeah, big game. I know Central uh, Northridge, big game. Thank you, uh, Cowboy. Uh, obviously, he's talking about Album Auburn. You're just a tied 100.9. It's the home. game's big, too. Yeah, I know it's going to be hard on y'all tonight. Yeah, yeah. You're just a tied 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 traffic. 
Tuscaloosa traffic now from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. We have picked up an accident in Coker. This is eastbound McFarland Boulevard near Boswell. Does not appear to be blocking any travel lanes. However, police do remain on scene there. Southbound Lurling Wallace, still a little bridge back up there as you come off of the uh, Hugh Thomas on up to Jack Warner. You will tap the brakes a little bit, but no major accidents affecting that part of your drive. And 2059 has been problem-free so far. With your Tuscaloosa traffic now, I'm Ray Romero. Go inside the Alabama Crimson Tide with the Gary Harris Show. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Harris. Coming up Wednesday morning at 9 a.m., we're going to have the latest Bama football recruiting with Andrew Bone. Also, Bart Heitch on hoops, your phone calls, and more. That's the Gary Harris Show Wednesday at 9 a.m. on Tide 100.9 FM and 1230 a.m. WTBC. Catch the Gary Harris Show Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on Tide 100.9 and Tide100.9.com. 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. A flash flood watch is in effect. Cloudy with rain today and tonight. Maybe some thunderstorms around as well. The high today 66, the low tonight 62. Rain tomorrow with a high at 68. Friday a chance of rain mainly during the morning, the high 67. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 62 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. This first hour we had JC well on. Uh, had a great, a lot of great information about Nick Dunlap press conference tomorrow. Uh, they sat down and met yesterday. They're going to meet again today, uh, and then make a decision. Uh, obviously, Jay's going to support him, uh, whatever he does there. It's, uh, if he does go, it, it's great, uh, for him. It is a blow to his program. Uh, they got other great golfers over there, but obviously you lose the number one amateur, uh, in the United States, maybe the world. Uh, that's going to be a pretty big deal there. So, all right, uh, real quick, Dad, we'll run through these games. You can just pick the winners. Uh, LSU, Georgia, Georgia, three and a half point favorite tonight. Who you got? Where they, where are they? Georgia? Athens, yeah. Georgia. Surprise that line's that low. Uh, Alabama, Auburn, who you got tonight? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I guess playing at home, Alabama. All right. Mississippi State, Florida. Games in Gainesville. Florida. And then Arkansas. Four points. Four, four points. Uh, three and a half. Uh, Florida minus three and a half. Um, that's low too. Uh, Arkansas. Ole Miss, Ole Miss six and a half point favorite. Uh, that's a trap game to me. Yeah, it's a trap game. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on that? I don't know. I, I don't know what he's, what he's doing to him, but he, it ain't working. Uh, let's take Ole Miss at home. Uh, Ole Miss at home. So, um, we shall see. Be a big game for Alabama tonight. Uh, Six thirty tip. Be a great crowd out there. I'm sure it'll be. Uh, they were asking Dylan Caldwell about uh, Coleman Coliseum. He says hey, it's empty. It is ugly, but it's, when it's full, he's talked about. He's really enjoyed uh, playing in there. I didn't realize Bruce Pearl was two and six uh, in Coleman over his eight years. Uh, what about your game? I ain't, that game's over. What about your game? Our game, uh, will be what at, time? at Central tonight. Uh, the JV play at five, then the girls and us. Uh, so probably looking at seven thirty uh, tonight. So Alabama will be. 
probably at halftime by the time we're throwing it up. So, uh, is Jenny going? Jenny will be there. Uh, she'll okay. be there. So, all right, that's it for today's show. We're going to get out of here. We're going to make way for the Gary Harris show. Gary's in ready to go. If you missed any of the interviews, they're all up on the podcast. And if you miss Roman Harper's interview, they did a great article on it yesterday on Tide 100. Point nine on the website there. Go check that out, or if you want to go to the podcast center. I thought Roman had a lot of great things to say about uh, Alabama football, Nick Saban leaving, and Coach DeBoer and what he needs to do in order to try to keep this thing at the same standard. Uh, but it's going to be tough. So it's an interesting article. I think Roman knocked it out of the park. You listen to Tide 100.9 and 12.30 a.m. WTBC. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody.